Hello everybody, I hope you've been staying healthy this Thanksgiving break. I know I have by eating a lot of turkey and spending a lot of time with my family, but I've also been recording this episode and editing it. So, my name is David Dent, for anybody who's new here and for all of you listeners that have stayed in for this whole six month break before I've been putting out another episode, I'm now a second year pharmacy student and this is Overdose, episode four of the Mental Health miniseries. It's so good to have you back. Um, and we've got some incredible new music that you heard just now from RX Radio, helping me improve this audio experience. And I, I, um, I just can't thank you enough for your support, man. I really appreciate everything you've done, and your helping me with the audio is really crucial. So with, um, with that, um, to give you context for this interview, I recorded this a few months earlier, but now I'm getting around to editing it and posting it because I finally get a break from school. And I just, uh, before we get into the episode, I wanted to say another quick thank you to our sponsor, Rem Inc. For those of you who heard it last episode, they endorsed the last episode on the podcast. And now I'm making this podcast a viable second source of income. We've got another awesome drug sponsor that you'll hear about in this episode that I know a lot of you guys will benefit from. So like, I'm really excited for that. And I can't wait for you to hear what's in store later in this episode. Uh, we're going to touch on what Arib, who was at the time a second year pharmacy student recording this, but is now in his third year. Um, and what he did to try to increase mental health awareness and resources at his pharmacy school. Uh, we bounce ideas around on how other students uh, listening, and not just pharmacy students, it could really apply to any healthcare field, what they can do to improve and address mental health issues at their school in a way that has a tangible impact. So thanks again. Without further ado, this is episode four of the Mental Health Miniseries, Steps in the Right Direction with Areeb. Let's uh, so here we can start with the actual introductions. Um, let me just uh, just tell tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, us and the listeners. It's, it's still weird when I say us, but because it's just me in my house. But um, go ahead and uh, I got you. yeah, go ahead and uh, just introduce yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, um, yeah, your interests, what you're doing in school. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so my name my name is Arif Nagamian. I'm a P2 pharmacy student at Drake University. And um, I'm, I was born in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. So then I'm so I'm really nice, and I don't say a that much. <laughs> okay, good, good. I was gonna be on the lookout for it. If I if I hear something, I'll call you out on it. <laughs> I got you. Um, so then, uh, I, so I'm I'm at Drake University, and I'm doing a dual degree. So like it's my pharmacy degree, and then my MPA, my Master's in Public Administration. And then I, I did high school and middle school in central Illinois, the Peoria area. And then I I decided to go to Drake because it has such a good program. Nice, man. And is, then, it, where, where is Drake University? I didn't do my research. It's in Des Moines, Iowa. Nice, man. You've been all over the place. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So what year are you? You said a P2? P two, yeah. P two, okay. And are you are you in modules right now? Is that is that what's going on? It sounds like with those ninety six quizzes, I feel like everything was like back to back to back. Mm. Well, well, it's over two classes. So two classes are set up where you have like you you look at different topics and then you have those individual quizzes. Got it. On those topics, so one for therapeutics. So we went over like um, statins, like, like uh, contraception, cardiovascular, anything cardiovascular related, hypertension, uh, diabetes, and ED. And then for self-care, which is another class, it's set up similar to therapeutics. So we go over anything OTC related from the cold products, diphenylhydramine to 
hydrocortisone cream and anything in between. Nice. So in a month ago, that's why I get the 90s quiz and tests. Woo. Okay. Awesome. Well, <laughs> at least we're coming to a close, man. Again, this semester has been really crazy. Um, I've got, yeah. I've got, I think like two finals, one in, um, PK coming up and then we have a, another final on top of that, like within less than a week. So that's going to be fun. I can't wait. Oh, crazy. <laughs> so, um, tell me a little bit about, um, how you kind of got into pharmacy just to begin with. Yeah. So I, ever since I was young, a young boy, I've always wanted to do healthcare, something healthcare related, either a doctor, PA, nurse, or pharmacy. So then, I was in high school, we had a, when I had to pick one. I originally wanted to be a doctor, but then, aside from other different factors like cost, because God knows it's like a million dollars to go to med school. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. So I, so then what worked out financially for all of us was going to med pharmacy school. And then I, I dug into it. I had reached out to a few family friends who was in like who were pharmacists, and then I shadowed a few of them. And I really liked the profession, especially like, at first I thought I was the community setting, just because I was the most familiar. But then as I came to Drake, I was able to shadow hospital pharmacy, and then some like critical care or emergency care, and got to, I just got exposed to all these different fields of pharmacy. And then it just really opened my eyes, and I saw and I thought this is like a great profession. So. Why not go for it? No, dude, that's exactly, that's, that's awesome. Um, exactly right. I feel like the more experience you get, like, I just feel like as far, the more you go into your program, the more experience you get, you're going to find what you like. A lot of people are, um, I mean, I, I'm still undecided on what I want to do, um, but I'm kind of leaning yeah. more clinical, kind of like you are, more hospital-based, but we'll see. Only time will mm -hmm. tell. Still got a lot of school to oh, get yeah, to. Absolutely. And you, so mm -hmm. have you done your rotations in hospital yet? And the rotation, my IPPEs or IPPEs, I don't know what you guys call it. Yeah, same so then thing. We do that. Yeah, yeah, we basically do that along with classes. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, because we we uh oh, yeah. we actually um at our school like we have all our like didactic work throughout the year, and then we have like a four week rotation for for our IPPEs for first year. Uh, we're doing community for mm -hmm. like four weeks, and then next year we do our hospital rotations. And then after that, I think there's like electives and different specialties you go into. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's totally different from what we have. It's so like yeah. our first, my, yeah, my first community, uh, community I, IPBE, it was like four hours every week during the semester. Oh man, did you have classes on top of that too? Yep. Like you'd go to, you'd go to work for four hours, come to class, learn, go to sleep, go back. It's I guess it's a good yeah. mix up. I mean, it's, I feel like that's going to help solidify your knowledge. Like you learn something in class, you see it in practice immediately instead of front loading it. But oh, yeah. it, it's, it's interesting how even across the same profession in different schools, you have so many different requirements. I was talking to another, um, oh, yeah. another student from like UConn and his, his setup is totally different too. Shout out my UConn friends who saw me at the compounding conference. If you're listening to this, what's up? Um, I saw that you had a shout yeah. out in here too. Um, for your introduction, you you recently joined a pharmacy fraternity. You said, "Oh yeah, yeah, my freshman year of college, Kappa Psi. Oh man, shout out to all all, all the PTs in Kappa Psi. Like <laughs> we're like so close together. We're like family, pretty much." It's awesome, man. Are you, um, I heard there's, there's actually, so I, I ended up rushing and doing it as well. It's great. I'm excited to actually go to, we have a mid-year conference coming up, um, I think in DC. I don't know if you're planning a trip out there. I think they have another oh, one. Oh, in... GCC? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, DC this year. 
Yeah, I'm going to that too. Yeah, dude, we can meet up. I just need to get a. I need to actually start planning that. We're the worst at planning. We keep talking about it, but we'll we'll see each other out there, man. I'll hit you up. It'll be fun. Okay, nice. I'm excited, man. Have you been to DC? No, not yet. Uh, no, not not at all. That was my my dream. Like back in high school, I was a huge American history nerd. So going to DC and visiting all the monuments and museums. You're gonna freak, so man. Gonna You're gonna freak. It's gonna be awesome. Um, what do you uh, What do you like to do outside of school? Outside of school, especially and basically anything basketball related. Like I, I was, back when I was really young, I was huge into NBA. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I was a huge Celtics fan and Bulls fan and all that stuff. And I will like I would love to spend like 24 hours playing basketball or do some basketball related. I think that's like the dream right there. <laughs> do any pickup games after class, like just after a stressful test, you go out there, take it out on the court. Oh yeah, what? Well, not necessarily else, but I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So we're gonna jump into like um, just the base of the episode. So you again, you reached out to me back in January, and things kind of just got hectic. Um, I think that was after the first episode I put out at that time. Yeah. So you reached I out. Think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> just scrolling through my Instagram messages, um, you reached out and you were, you <laughs> wanted to uh, kind of bounce ideas off of ways to increase like mental health um awareness yeah. and just tools and tips you can use to help students and you you told me that you um you're the first student can you just can you just tell me a little bit about how like what you talked with me about and what what kind of organization you've done because i mainly wanted to do this episode because you joined a committee that actually targets this kind of thing that i'm working on and i was wondering maybe mm-hmm. maybe have this episode serve as a way to either set something up at another pharmacy student school um or my own school yeah. just to like talk about it because i was bouncing ideas off my dean and it was hard to come up with a way to keep a space that was like safe for people to talk about these things without being stigmatized or judged by others and that's that's kind of why i did this yeah and that's why i did the podcast i was like okay so people can't talk people don't want to talk about this in public cool people need to hear some like people i don't i i think it's a very important topic and people should be comfortable talking about it Three, when oh, I, absolutely. Right. And then when I released the episode, a lot of people reached out to me about stuff that they're going through. And I'm like, okay, so this is definitely something worth focusing on. Um, and mm-hmm. I mean, sharing your experience is going to help others. So I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this because it's been on my mind for three <laughs> months now. Um, yeah, I got you. Yeah. So go ahead and just uh, talk a little bit about that. Uh, so like, if, if we're going to talk about that, I can talk from the beginning. Yeah, of course. Like, all the way, but my first people interest. So then I had a bunch of friends who, before entering pharmacy school, were not taking any, like, antidepressants or not considered, like, I guess, like, have, having mental health issues. Just because of how this, the culture and, like, how extreme, how stressful pharmacy school is, or how it can be. So then I have really good friends battle through these... Um, who's continuing bat- battling mental health issues. So then I'm uh, the P2 class delegate along with another uh, yeah, an- another P2. And we meet on a monthly basis with like, our dean, our assistant dean, and all the other student government associate, uh, delegates. So then I brought up a nice idea to the assistant dean, and he followed through with it. And the idea was basically having a sign that says the faculty, like the dean's office and all of its staff is a safe space for people who want to talk about mental health issues or just want to have, just basically wanting to have a conversation with someone to get through, get through a hard day, like coming out of a hard test. You just want to talk about, like just talk about it. You can do that. 
And then he introduced me to this mental health and wellness ad hoc task force. So it's not it's not a committee yet, but it's basically a bunch of professors, assistant dean, and any students who, who's interested in mental health and trying to improve the mental health at Drake. We come together every once a month and we discuss goals, plans, and execute them. So then students, and especially all those younger students getting into the pharmacy program, there's resources available for them to get the help they need. So then the head of the ad hoc, ad hoc task, task force was my advisor. Oh, convenient. Right. Super convenient. Exactly, right? Everything happens for a reason. That's cool. All right, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Then I really just went up to her, knocked on the door, walked in, said I was interested, and she told me during the, uh, like basically in December, come up with six ideas, or at least as many ideas as you can, that, is, that would basically try to help mental health. So then over winter break, I was thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do anything that anyone else, has, anyone else has, has done because for some, because that those ideas may have not worked. So I thought, okay, let's start from scratch. Anything with a possibility, let's try something. So the first one, the first, my first idea was like creating a budget because financial reasons is always a good stressor for any college student or pharmacy student. Being able to like create a budget, how to follow through in the budget, all the way from like a six month budget to a year to two three years, all the way to getting past graduation, and then always to paying off student loans. That was my first idea. Second idea is creating more safe spaces and then creating some sort of almost like a guideline to where if someone does come in your office with any sort of mental health issues, would the faculty or professor be able to handle it and provide either right services, either getting to the council center or getting to anybody who can who could help them even further than the faculty professor. And then another thing that another professor brought up to in front of the committee was changing the syllabuses in all the in majority of the classes to have them more defined and include more mental health stuff. Because what you think of a syllabus is just the grades, uh, course outlines, and all this other stuff, but nothing about mental health. And sometimes they're not really specific either. Mm-hmm. So just kind of narrow it down, get them more focused, really, de- really detail out what the students are expected and what the expectation of the students and of the faculty. So then just to get, reduce, reduce the stress. Yeah. So then, um, so that was just, uh, that, that was before this semester started. That's a lot of stuff, man. That's a lot of stuff to set up <laughs> over one winter break, especially when you're, um, were you working over winter break too? No, but I, I wasn't in Des Moines at the time. Nice. Okay. Well, kudos to you so far. I'm going to, we're going to, I like how this is kind of breaking down because we can kind of talk about each one of these a little bit more in depth, but go ahead and continue laying it out. So you, you did your finances to try and get financial um, education to students from six months, building a yeah. budget to um, a year and then you'd create some safe spaces as well um, to try mm-hmm. and just let people kind of talk and that included training for the professors to yep nice man that's okay awesome and then syllabus is I'm a little confused on that but I'll ask questions about that later because I, I get I get what you're I get what you're saying but I, I've got a few questions on that but so that all happened before you went back to school for a year 
P2 year? Or is this during? This is during. This is spring. This semester. Great. Okay. So you set this up fall break. Oh, spring. Yeah. Winter break. Cool. Okay. So then you get back to school yeah. and you have, you have all this set up. Uh, I got like about like fifty percent of it though. Nice, yeah. I was about to say, man, that's a lot. If you if you knock that out, you are a miracle worker, and I'm hiring you. <laughs> like I'm I'm making a company, oh, and you're you're number one employee, man. That's awesome. I'm in. Okay, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> it raises every year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Okay, so but for the financial literacy, once every other week, a financial seminar talking about ways to I guess ways to better prepare yourself for financial for like the financial side after graduation. And yes, they talked about some budgeting, but a lot of it is after graduation, how do we handle the stress of loans and on top of that interest and stuff like that. We, like we had our first seminar last week. So trying to budget down all the way, budgeting meals, budgeting and transportation to and from work. Everything. Yeah, everything so that we're, we're okay, racking up, everything we're racking up right now. Yep. Yeah, basically. It was, like, it was really inspiring just because like all, all three faculty that did it came from diverse, completely diverse backgrounds. You know, one faculty who was really well known in all the finances, he gave his perspective from from faculty who wasn't experienced. She detailed all of her trials and tribulations of trying to figure out how to get out of loans and stuff like that. It really it opens your eyes to the reality of it. Yeah. When you go to pharmacy, you're just stuck with, you know, therapeutics, pharmacology, pharmacology, kinetics. And then once you hit that, it's just, you remember everything. And now here's the rest of the world on top of your, in, in your plate. Exactly. Exactly. Was this open up to, was the seminar open to like P1s, P2s, P3s, P4s? Was there a specific audience or was it just come, come during a time where you're available? Yeah, it, it was open to anyone. Nice. Because it was open to anyone from P1s all the way to it's like non-pharmacy students as well. There was oh, like, wow. Uh, occupational therapy students, they were open to that. They were willing to come to it as well. So That's, that's really cool, man. It, 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 it was a really successful event. Awesome. That's really – so, okay, so you got your finances set up. You said there were three yeah. other parts as well? So, like, the mental health guidelines. So – Basically, well, all guidelines, it's similar with mental health. Nothing's, like, nothing's ever cut and dry. Yeah, for, especially, especially with mental health, <laughs> unless you've got, like, extensive training in psychology. There's, oh, yeah, yeah you're going to you're gonna have to educate a lot of people, which is why well, I'm, I'm interested in hearing how this was done, too. What the committee decided was to have, over the summer, we'll have the faculty and staff trained and like a mental health first aid training and have them certified to be able to deal with such situations of like all, all pharmacy and OT faculty. Definitely what you need. Got it. Okay. So that sounds, that's awesome. We, so our school is, uh, I, I can't even over express how blessed we are to have uh, a new Dean of students. Uh, she came on this year. She's majored in psychology, worked at the wellness center at our undergrad campus. Mm -hmm. And she's yeah. she's been an incredible resource on mental health, and she's been like my main point of contact whenever I'm whenever I was trying to like talk about um, setting these things up too. So she's she's been a really good resource, and it's 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 been working wonders. She comes in to check in with us like every so often too. I don't know if this is something you might want to do, um, maybe with your faculty mm -hmm. member, but she just kind of checks in with us periodically. Maybe after a stressful like she knows we have stressful exams, comes in and just be like, hey, I'm here for you. I'm in my office. If you ever want to talk. 
um, just kind of coming to the student instead of waiting for the student to come to them. Um, yeah. or at least the people that are trained or for your professor specifically, I'm sure you guys sound like you have a lot on your plate, but that's something that's been really helpful, I think. And it's been just having that connection helps foster the safe space environment. Cause if we're, if she's, if they're approaching you and talking to you openly, then that's going to be motivation for you to go and talk to them. Um, and it also oh, yeah. is a good healthy reminder when they come in and be like, I've talked to a few of you guys and it sounds like you guys are having a rough time. So you kind of collectively yeah. look at your neighbor and be like, Oh, not just me, huh? Not just me. Yeah. So mental health. So you did the finance literacy, you did the safe spaces to just provide that space mm-hmm. right, right now. Can students just go to the ad hoc professors or is it kind of like a school wide thing? I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. I'm not sure. At first it was just like the, the dean, the, the dean's office, and it's like it's supporting staff that were like that, like that say that it's a safe space. So if you do need to come here, you can, and you can talk to us. Then you can talk to them. But in regards to like the faculty, like it's the culture of Drake is that, and and one and one of the policies is that a lot of professors hold open door policies. So where if the door is open, you students can knock in, come in at any time and either ask questions about the courses or just come in and talk to the faculty. So a lot of this is reiterating that faculty can, like that students can come in unannounced per se and talk to the faculty. That's cool. Okay. So that kind of, I think that kind of clarifies my next question. So you were trying to put a greater emphasis on this in every syllabus as well, just to really encourage like any problem you're having as long as my door is, is, I have an open door policy, you can come and talk to me. That was kind of yeah, like what you're doing yeah. with the guidelines. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely, that's, that's interesting. I would have never even thought about coming at it at that angle. Um, just because it's, it's so, you know, academic, like it's, it's not, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea actually, just because yeah. everybody looks at the syllabus. <laughs> hopefully, oh, yeah. hopefully most of us do. Most of us do. I do. Oh, yeah, I do when I need to know what's gonna be due. Maybe I don't read all nine of them because I have nine classes. <laughs> um, so I think we covered four things. Are there still two things left? Um, the finances, the safe spaces, the syllabus, mental health guidelines for people training in the summer. Oh yeah, the other two things wasn't feasible. It was like so. Then we have a, a, a continued professional development class. So my thought was. Because one part of the one it's one of the requirements for a CPD, some leadership events or like an innovative or entrepreneurial type event that's outside of class. So my thought was, instead of having like either changing one of the professional to like a mental health and wellness requirement, to where it's you, basically you do something that's not school related for like for like an hour a week. So like either going to a gym for an hour, or going to a coffee shop and talking with friends or something that's not school related. So you can get that. So you can just get refreshed and get away from campus and just, you know, be yourself and not focus on academics. But then since it's, but it's the new guidelines and like, and you can't um, like deter from it. So that wasn't as feasible. That makes sense. And, and I, I love the idea. Oh, man, can you imagine if we are just like middle of the day, we have we have lunch. But if you imagine like in the middle of like one of your one of your longer classes, like a two hour, three hour bl- block, they're just like, all right, you get an hour, you're gonna stay in here. And you're gonna just you're gonna just chat. You're gonna have fun. I'll be here. I'll be listening to you making sure you're having fun. Professor going around being like you guys, yeah. you guys, you guys refueling? 
You guys need any snacks? Like, it'd be insane. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like recess, man, but, you know, for adults, it'd oh, be yeah. great. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I can't... What's wrong with that? Nothing, nothing's wrong with that. I think... <laughs> I think... I definitely think you'd run into problems of just, like, people doing that already. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how you'd, like... I guess it comes to self-care and, like, whether people will be like, why do I need a requirement to, you know... I can, I can see how that could that could that would be something that may not be feasible. It's a great idea though. It's a great great entrepreneurial idea for your continuous professional development class. Did you did you at yeah. least were you at least able to use that? Actually, I fulfilled that requirement last uh, last semester. So then I was like, "Yep, that's already done." <laughs> no need to repeat it. I am oh. I am a continuous <laughs> professional. I'm developing at my own speed. I don't need to you're doing a lot, man. I, I'm not I'm not knocking you. I think it's awesome that you're going out of your way and trying to get all these things done. Big goals, big dreams. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's working out too, it seems. What was the other what was the other idea you had? The last one that said it wasn't feasible? Um oh god, what was the last one? Um I'm I, I'm honestly drawing a blank. It's it's been so long since I like talking about those two things. Like it's, yeah, I, yeah. I don't January, man. I, I barely I can barely remember sometimes what happened the last two weeks and someone asked me, What'd you get on the test or what'd you think about what'd you think about uh biofarm? Like I took that I think I took that a week ago. I don't <laughs> I'm on to the next one. I don't remember that at all. On to the next one. Um so yeah. <laughs> so you you mentioned so let's just go back to um the reason why you kind of started doing it. So you had some friends experiencing mental health um issues you don't have i mean dive into it as comfortable as you are i know it's your friends so you don't want to go too far into it and name names but um it's hard to say i don't i don't necessarily want to ask you like what they're anxious about because you're not them so that's not i don't want you to assume what was going on or how close you were i don't know how close you were but was there was it about pharmacy school that they're anxious about were they could could you place could you, um, you, have, you have a general idea of like what was stressing them out and then if if you do um uh, basically just how how, how, how is them yeah, yeah i'm trying to word it right cuz this is it's sensitive were you yeah. able to, were you able to um identify with what they were struggling with and if so did it affect you in any way did it affect your mental health before coming into pharmacy school um, Uh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying to think of how to word this delicately. Yeah. That's well, and 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 yeah. I wanna I wanna remind you too, like, if I'm gonna send you any all of this audio beforehand, and we can take out anything mm-hmm. you're not comfortable with, um, I usually yeah. I try to disclose that in the messages. But if you if they're like, I want you to try like speak as candidly as you want, speak as you know obviously while still representing yourself the way you want to and, you know, be professional, but, um, just know that this, this audio, whatever you say that you don't disagree with, it's not going to go in there. I'm going to edit that out like way before. So, and I'll send you before I post anything, I'll send you the edited copy so you can really approve it or not later. Okay. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, without going much into much depth, I'm just transitioning into the pharm- the pharmacy program because how our school is set up, it's right off, right out of high school. You get accepted into the six-year pharmacy program. So oh, it's two years of undergrad and then four years of pharmacy school. Yeah, yeah. So you were how? So how old were you when you uh, when you were put in the original program? 
I was 17 years old. 17, man. Yeah, I oh, got a lot of a lot of thoughts on this, but I want to hear your perspective. <laughs> yeah, so then just like imagine you just graduated from high school, you're 17 years old, you get put into a rigorous program. College graduate level, they, college level and it's accelerated because they're trying to get you up to speed with everything. Yep. Yep, yep. And you basically you just have to exponentiate your growth and maturity. Yeah. And then because of that, it's just like sometimes you'll have your high days, sometimes you'll have your low days. And then since Drake only requires you to live on campus for two years, so then you're transitioning to a new apartment or a new house, being able to like cook for yourself, basically maintain a house on top of starting pharmacy school and then working, doing IPPEs, everything else, and anything finance-related. It just all these stressors are put put upon people. It pushes them past their comfort zone, past the breaking point, and it causes these almost almost these reactions. Yeah, no, and it, and it's to be expected. It's it's especially at that age. It's it's difficult. It's it's also one of those things that I feel like I've talked about this with a lot of my friends, but I feel like it's something you're not really prepped for. Like you you kind of get you kind of get it undergrad when you're about to graduate. Or it's like, oh, some, mm-hmm. you're going to have this post-grad depression and it's going to be a thing and it's going to be, you're going to transition out of it. So there's a little bit of talk about that. But in high school, there's, you got no warning. You got no warning at all. Yeah, and that's, all. and, and it's to no one's fault either. It's, it's just one of those things where, you know, sink or swim, I guess, but it shouldn't have yeah, to be yeah. that way. And I, we're there. So when you're doing your two years, do, did you have access to like undergrad counseling and things like that. Mm, I did, but the biggest thing was I joined Kappa Psi when I entered college as a 17-year-old. So I had another 20 people who were in my shoes, maybe maybe a, a year older than me, but people like who were entering, who were in the sim, similar shoes as I am. Yeah. And so I, so I had that social support from someone who could actually relate. Yeah. And because of that, I was able to, we were able to depend on each other. And then from there, once we got out of that initial fright and low area, we, we were just able to grow from that. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, I, honestly, like, having that support network there, especially at that time in your life, was probably super critical. Super critical. Yep. Just having that network, oh, yeah. too. Because you, did you, so you moved from another state and then came to that university? Or how did that work? So then, back in 08, my family moved to Peoria, Illinois. Yep. And then from there, I did middle school and high school. And then from and then from Illinois, I started at Drake in Iowa. Dang. Okay. So you move. I mean, you moved to a new area too. So that was like you're gonna have that shock of moving and finding new people as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I know how that goes, man. I I moved from Las Vegas mm-hmm. to Virginia and did not know a single person. Oh, geez. yeah, but it was fine. I mean, you you make it work. You make it work. You had your fraternity, and I I just I ended up meeting like a couple cool guys in my hall. Um, shout out Hancock at UVA. Uh, <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad you found your network of people that like support you in that transition. Um, uh, let me see here. I don't want to get too off track. Um, so how did, I guess we didn't answer the question. How did seeing your friends go through that kind of affect you? So my, uh, so then seeing that really, it's like really 
I guess, like, elevated my interest in trying to find a solution. Yeah, like, resources so to help. And then once we, once I was able to, like, like guide guide them to, like, guide, guide them through it, what can we do to prevent stuff like this happening? Because if stuff is happening this year after year after year, then we know it's an issue, then we need to do something to stop it. Was it kind of something so then, that was, like, happening in the background, like, unbeknownst to professors? Like, this is something you just experienced with your friends and none of it was kind of getting communicated to faculty? I feel like I feel like you had, it sounded like from what you were saying earlier, that you had a lot of support from faculty. But I guess how much support did you have from your friends or from, from current students on trying to get this mental health kind of committee set up? Um, like, did you so tell you, did you tell you? Good. Good. So no, you're not, you go ahead. I was just gonna say, did you? So your friends? Did your friends kind of like know that you're like trying to get these resources available? And if so, were they super supportive? Were they kind of like, I guess, what was their reaction? Oh, like they're they're beyond supportive. Like a lot of people are real, like are really like really notice mental health is an issue and want to it's like change the culture. It's just that finding new ideas where you actually make a difference. That's always the hard part. Yeah, it's easy to say. It's it's definitely easy to say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a stand against mental health, and and it's it's doable. But it's the actually, actually committing and finding ways like you have to to help, which is awesome. The finance yeah. idea is awesome because you were talking about how much of a struggle that was, and your friends were talking about how much of a struggle that was coming to pharmacy school. I think I think it's mm-hmm. gonna be really interesting to see what these next steps are for your committee on the use of safe spaces, the use of students actually approaching and coming to people. Have you, have you noticed or has your professor who's leading the committee noticed an increase in students coming to talk to them? Well, the culture of the the students and faculty is that it's more personal. It's more closely related. For a few faculty, I'm I'm on a first name basis with them just because of how close we are. Then with the whole dynamic, we'd be able to come to those faculty members and talk about a problem, discuss our problems. What we really engineered is that you can't have two people coming at once. And some people might need to get extra help, which would take that time out of the faculty to transport them to the services that they need. And it just become it was just the problem was growing exponentially and there wasn't enough resources available. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was just saying like as a to see if I didn't know if you noticed like I know I know you guys have like a really awesome open door policy um, and it's mm-hmm. been improving. Have you and I'm, I'm just wondering if there was if anybody noticed like a I don't know I guess I'm thinking of like a movie or something where it's like oh and now everything's resolved and more people are going to show up at their offices and more people are feeling better. You know, what I, mean? I don't know. I guess there's no there's no good way to track that. There's no good way to f- see if it's actually being used like more. You know what I mean? That's probably, yeah. that's probably, it wasn't the, um, are you good? so are you planning on an event? Like how often are you planning events? I guess, at least in the future. Mm, our goal is to have like, to try something new and have something done once, like one, two things every semester. Nice. And, and the first so one focused on, first one focused on finances and then the next one also finances or maybe something different. It could be something different. It just depends on what, I guess like if anything needs to be, if anything urgent needs to be changed. So, like, if this one's over the finances, 
and then the mental and then the mental health I guess training and the mental health training so far and then next semester it could be anything that anything urgent that's I, I think that's admirable man I I want to I want to just share with you a little bit about what our school is doing so we're bouncing ideas off each other so my school yeah. it sounds it sounds so I'm just going to run through each of the things you did. So for the finances, we actually have a really cool system, uh, like a dollar. It's called Dollars and Cents. It's a mm-hmm. kind of, I think, like a monthly seminar on finances, and it can range from building a budget to handling debt to repaying back your loans to really anything in between. So I think the finances yeah. portion, we've got something similar to our school, which is really cool. I, I know a lot of people have been using it and been finding it helpful, just managing the stress of you know paying back your loans. And yeah. When I when I actually approached my dean of students, um, who had the psychology background, uh, she pointed me in the directions of an organization called Voices. Um, it stands for Voicing mm-hmm. Opinions in Collaborative Environments at School. And at first, like I had never, I hadn't heard of the organization because they they actually do kind of they gauge the student environment what's the issue that's kind of causing the most stress or what's the hot topic of the year so I think one year it was um I can't remember these past few years but this year we did mental health has been like kind of the frame and the main thing that's been something that's been affecting students Mm -hmm. so we did a seminar called resiliency bouncing back from difficult times and I I wanted what I wanted to do I don't know if this came across you at all if you had struggles coming up with this but I wanted to somehow put together just it would be a safe space but what would happen is maybe I or another student who wanted to be on maybe a committee or something would just bring up a topic because people don't want to to avoid people I wanted at first people to be like hey just come talk about your emotions and what's bothering you and your mental health and then I was like oh wait not everybody's comfortable doing that and definitely don't want to do that in front of professors who they need to appear professional in front of or they don't want to you know, expose themselves like that uh, because it's still de- stigmatized. So why not come up with a way to address those things but have it so the student kind of decides how much information they divulge. So, for example, mm-hmm. what is a difficult time a friend had that maybe affected you? Or some, something where you're talking about another topic but you're still putting as much information in the group as you want but you're not feeling pressured. Yeah. And the problem with that was I just I felt like there were too many logistical things. Um, one thing being again, how do we get students involved? Would students want to participate? Is a professor? Is it therapy? Is it not therapy? How do we go about confidentiality if somebody does share something? So that was that was like the biggest challenge that I faced, and that's why the committee or the committee and that kind of like um, like talking points thing never panned out. Mm-hmm. Did you consider doing something like that? It sounds like you you guys maybe have like foresaw that problem and went just with the safe spaces with professors one-on-one meetings and not having students themselves come together? Mm-hmm. We didn't see some of that, but a lot of the problem is like what you mentioned earlier, what you mentioned was that like we see faculty as a sort of professional, as professionals and then bringing like bringing such a sudden personal to them might be, it might be uncomfortable for the students. That's that's what we saw. Yeah, definitely. Well, and, and it makes sense too, because I don't know, I talked about this a little bit in Brad's episode, but there might be a, I don't know, man, at least for me, it might be this generational idea that the old and the older generations have dealt with these kind of things and just kind of like, you know, picked up their bootstraps and dealt with it and I'm going to complain about it to them. That's not going to reflect well yeah. on me. The culture oh, yeah. the, the culture at the school, is, like at school, is definitely not like that, but and it's eliminated from my mind now, but 
something everybody's going to worry about. Um, so we, for this panel, in, in case this is something you wanted to do, um, or somebody else wanted to hold it. So we did voices. It's a, we voice opinions in collaborative environments in school. We end up meeting pretty frequently, I think once or twice every, um, every month to kind of plan out our one event during the year. And we focused yeah. on resiliency and mental health and how we're going to connect students. And otherwise, when we're not meeting, we're just kind of talking about things that happen. It's it's kind of it's kind of the idea I had with people coming to a, a safe space. So if if I was frustrated with a professor or some professor or a student said something offensive to me, I would talk about it in this group where everybody kind of came willingly. So it's, not, it's it, like yeah. this group kind of was already in existence before I came up with the idea. So I was like, okay, awesome. That's why mm-hmm. my professor kind of sent me in that direction or my, my dean of students sent me in that direction. And we had a panelist of three professors um, who were going to talk about their struggles with not even mental health, but we, we came about it at the idea of resiliency because we didn't want mental health to be, mental health is stigmatized. We don't want people to not show up because, you know, they're, they're afraid they're going to get it. Yeah. They don't like the word and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So resiliency, I mean, that's something that everybody can relate to. Um, and it, it relates mm-hmm. to bouncing back from difficult situations. So we had three professors, they talked about kind of struggles that they've experienced in their careers. Um, and mm-hmm. th- that way it's not students. It's coming from the people that we're afraid to judge us for experiencing similar things to them when they were growing up. And mm-hmm. it, it made it a yeah. little more relatable. And then we also had a, therapist she's a licensed psychologist who leads kind of like counseling services she was kind of coordinating the event so she she opened up the platform with questions she had people submit questions and then she kind of bounced those questions to the speakers in a kind of like forum style and it was super i think i thought it was super helpful and super um enlightening i saw sides of my professor i never saw before and it, it really just brought home the point that like everybody goes through some sort of struggle and and a lot of people's struggles are a lot worse than maybe what you're going through. Um, oh yeah. And they, they struggle themselves too with, with labeling it as some sort of mental health condition condition because it's, you know, it's stigmatized and it was different back when they were, when it was a different environment back when they experienced these things. So that mm-hmm. I felt like was really enlightening. If that's something you, you want, you want like more information on, or you want to try and like put together, um, I'm more than happy to help with that. Uh, cause again, oh, yeah, absolutely. it's, it, it, it was honestly like awesome. I wish more people showed up. Anybody listening to this who didn't go my eyes on you, you're going to come next year. I think we're going to hold more events next year, but I think we'll have now, now that we're starting the, uh, like, you know, the idea that it's okay to talk about these kind of things from a professor perspective. I think we might have mm-hmm. a student and teacher, uh, panel next year, which I think will be super helpful. But before we get into that, I just want to do a quick little commercial from one of our paid advertisers. Thank you so much again. Keep flowing these in. I really like the advertisements. And I make sure I screen every single product that we put on this show to be valuable for students. And I've screen tested it. I love it. I think you're going to love it too. If you would like to sponsor or do an ad for us, call and email overxdosepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Listen to the episode. It's going to be good. Uh, Bye. Becky, come on, get off your phone. We have to study if you want to do well on the exam tomorrow. I know, Michael. I'm trying. I have these apps that prevent me from getting on my other apps, but I just keep disabling it. I don't have any self-control. It's just too easy to get distracted. Not anymore, you two. What? Who said that? It's me. Introducing a new product guaranteed to get that A on your test and keep you focused while studying. 
Jeez, that sounds neat. What, what is it? Why, Michael, it's a new cell phone. Say bye-bye to iPhones and hello to self-control. A flip phone with no apps, so there's no way you can go on Instagram and distract yourself with pointless pharmacy memes. And don't take it from me. Listen to one of our thousands of satisfied customers. Now that I have the new cell phone, self-control, I get A's on all my exams. And no more being distracted by tweets, Tinder, or Snapchats to my friend's dog. Before self-control, I, um, I couldn't control myself. With self-control, I can control myself. It's, it's crazy. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, fever, cold sore, IBS, losing sense of self, losing sense of purpose. I mean, who are you really without your phone? Nobody, that's who, and loss of appetite. Also headaches. This holiday season, give the gift that keeps on giving, self-control. Guaranteed to improve your focus and take your studying to the next level or your money back. For only two non-refundable payments of $29.99 plus tax, you can get your control back with self-control. Wow, thanks, self-control. Vomiting and diarrhea is a small price to pay for my self-control. <laughs> That's right, Becky. Call and get yours today. Is there any way you're able to track um, students, like, coming to professors on your end, like, for help? Just to see if, like, what you're setting up has changed things? I'm, I'm IT, I'm, I'm data-focused, I guess, and I'm trying to just figure out if there's, if you guys have thought about that or what you guys are doing to track improvements. I know that was one top, especially with like tracking. That was one like that was a long uh, discussion with the committee. That was a task force, and it was like it was, it's really hard to track like students just popping in just because a there's lots of faculty that people usually go to discussing this topic, and a lot of times the faculty are so busy because they do research. They a lot of them precept, a lot of them have other jobs as well like in a hospital or clinic, then a lot of them just like, it, it'll be really hard for them just to keep track and remember, oh, the student came here at this time between both my classes. Uh, and it's, it's so hard. <laughs> it's all because... good. I don't want to put you on the spot, man. I know like th there's no good way to, there's no good way to like track it. I was just thinking maybe yeah. like, um, I feel like, I feel like that's something I, I want to work on next time. If, if, if we do continue with another, like, I mean, when we do continue with another voices event, or if I like yeah. trying to take up some of your tips with my dean's office and see what we can do to maybe even getting things incorporated in the syllabus to remind students. I think that's a great idea. Um, mm -hmm. But like maybe a questionnaire in the beginning being like, how how much do you think this address, like how well do you think Drake University addresses mental health or um, have you yeah. been to this event? Did you feel blank about this? I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking more like technical too, but that's – that's that's you got you got a lot on your plate, man. You got a lot going on with the rest of your uh, rest of your trainings. What it, so do you have an idea what the training is going to look like for um, the professors participating? Mm, well, I think it's like either two four hour sessions or one eight hour session. Awesome, and um, they're they're and they're training with like the um, kind of like counseling office at your school. Or is this like that, a separate? I don't know. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Either it, it may be the counseling session, or it could be like the something from like the Iowa Pharmacy Association. Oh yeah. Them come down. Yeah. I mean, but like, that's that's still in the future. I haven't. Yeah, I, I just don't know about that. I'm familiar. I think I'm, I'm familiar with the Iowa training. Um, they did a, I think the guidelines for the Campus Connect uh, suicide prevention training. Um, came from them directly and our schools our school is like implementing that another thing you might be able to like bring up um so you're saying they're having training but for, for our students um at our school they've actually 
implemented this thing called Campus Connect. Let me look up really quick if it's through them. But basically, I think what happens is they train a facilitator or they train, like, um, some faculty at the school, and then those faculty can go on and teach it. Or at least... Sorry, let me backtrack. So Campus Connect through our school is provided by the counseling service, and our <laughs> dean, who used to work at the counseling services at VCU, set up student trainings. So they'd come in, you get a training on how to talk with somebody experiencing mental health issues, and then it's a two-hour session. It's very interactive. You talk about how to intervene. Um, side tip, if anybody's listening, you just ask people directly if they're considering suicide. Um, they're going to be upfront and straight and forward with you. You don't want to beat around the bush. Uh, it sounds counterintuitive and stressful, but that's, that is what you do according to them. Um, and then other tips on how to approach that and how to feel comfortable in the situations and basically things, what you, things you shouldn't say or do to help somebody who's really experiencing a mental health crisis. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's, uh, that's, I don't know. I don't know if that's something you'd, you'd also want to look at. I can send you that information as well. Absolutely. But I found it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I found it super helpful. Have you? So have you? Going through pharmacy school, I know you said you weren't experiencing anything, um, like mental health related before school. How do you feel coming? How do you feel now compared to you did coming into pharmacy school? Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. That's the best. That's the best noise you can make to express the emotion of of finals week coming up and P two coming to a close. Yeah. It also might um, be a loaded question. I don't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> I don't know. You're totally good. A, I, 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 well, I think the biggest thing is that I've learned so much and I've grown so much, much since getting since my P1 year up till now that I think that was the biggest thing was that being able to grow and be and understanding that coming into this semester it is the hardest semester that I've, I'll ever face and coming into the right mindset like okay this is going to be some long nights of studying this is going to be very stressful lots of information very little questions the margin for error is just shrinking as you go on dude yeah, you're 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 explaining it beautifully. Fall semester to spring semester P one, you have you you've got triple the information and half the questions, so every one counts. So you got to memorize much yeah. more information, and you might be tested on that thing you you know crammed or didn't figure out until the last minute. So it comes to bite you oh, a little yeah. bit later, and then it's weighted more. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude. Honestly, thank you so much for meeting up with me and like finally getting this phone call done, so I can figure out ways to actually make this a thing at my school. Um, I want to wrap up with just a few closing questions. Um, yeah. And maybe just a quick summary. So based on what you've done um, and what you've seen work, how would you recommend another student listening to this who wants to start something similar at the school go about setting it up? My biggest thing is go to a professor who they're really comfortable with and just talk about, like, just talk about starting with it. The biggest thing is, like, the, the biggest and scariest thing is just trying something new with starting it out. And understanding that, yes, you might get some friction and some resistance at first, but once you get that initial momentum and you come up with new ideas, it's going to go so much better. And then also understand that once you publicize it, so many people will come back and support you. And I, I remember... Um, 
I, I, I was the first student back in December, but I think in February and March, we had like three or four more students come into the committee or task force just because they were really passionate about mental health. And those students weren't in front, weren't in the pharmacy program. They weren't like, yeah, they weren't P1s or P2s or P3s. They're OTs, they were health sciences. It was just that they really, they really, they thought that it was an issue and they wanted to do something about it. That's, I think that's, I think expanding it past your school is really incredible and really important too, especially it's not only going to bridge this interdisciplinary gap that the school and everybody in the future is going to want to go across, but it's going to help just bring the professions closer together. And if you, I feel like if you, if all schools unite against, you know, stand against mental health together, that's going to be more powerful than just one school doing it. So that's, that's, oh, yeah, that's awesome that you're able to do that and connect with those other schools. Um, and, yeah. and, and people were volunteer, like voluntary. I think the biggest thing too, like you're saying is everybody goes through some form of mental health issues, especially in grad school. And you're not, you're mm-hmm. not the only one going through it. And if you, you just got to take that first jump into opening that door and people will hold the door open. People are going to flood through it. Yeah. So what are your organization's plans moving forward? And, um, how can people reach out to you if they want more information from you? Yeah, absolutely. So then to answer the first question, so then for uh, for, for moving forward, a lot of it is we're going to collect data, uh, hopefully collect some data, and see what we could do moving forward. And with that data, be able to say, what's the next step? Is it, should we move in the financial area? Should we add, add more programs, add more services, increase publicity for it? A lot of that just be, being able to gauge what is working, what's not working, and figure out what is not working, improve that, and then what is working, fine-tune to be able to reach out everyone, not just in the pharmacy program, but all the other colleges. And for me personally, I really, like, my big thing was, like, there are other, I guess, organizations on campus that wasn't, like, that aren't as well-known compared to any of, like, the, like, uh, compared to other organizations. Hopefully, like, over the summer, once this semester is done, and I can sleep for, like, 20 hours, <laughs> I can... Hopefully, uh, my goal is to reach out to all of the two other organizations, like their presence, and I'm in contact with the provost's office right now, and hopefully we'll have like a video of like introducing these services like, and have these organizations, like in- basically introducing these organizations and increasing the, the awareness of these services. And hopefully the provost's office will like send it to an uh, email to all the students put on their Facebook page, publicize that Drake University is battling mental health and we're trying to make a difference and impact for the students. Awesome, man. And, that, seriously, that's yeah. that's the that's increasing awareness again is gonna be the is gonna be the first step in any of this. So lastly, how can people reach out to you if they want? And I'll I'll try and see if you know how to close the show. I feel like you you might be the first person to close it out correctly. I have faith in you. It's been it's been four months, so I'm hopeful. But how can people reach out to you? Oh goodness. Um my biggest thing is I mean, you can look me up on Facebook and like if, if you if you, people contact you for my information, go ahead, you can give it to them. Send them um, an email, send them your email. Yeah, email, yep, Instagram, you can message me on Instagram. I'm always looking for more ideas. I'm always looking for more connections. Gotcha, man. All right, so we're going to close out the show. Do you know the sign-off? 
I don't. No, man. Every time. Every time. I know my episodes are long, but my Instagram posts are kind of short with the captions. Anyway, it's, uh, it's stay healthy and don't overdose. I got you. Stay healthy and don't overdose. Thank you, Reeb. Honestly, this is awesome. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, we'll bounce more so ideas off. Yeah, okay. Have a good one. Yeah. 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 And with that, that ends episode four, Steps in the Right Direction with Reeb. Thank you so much for listening. Um, it took me a while to edit just because school has been kind of crazy. I'm getting more involved with student organizations, so there's obviously less time to do this stuff. So, um, But it's something I'm still passionate about. I'm going to work on completing the health, mental health miniseries. Um, if you have something you want to add, if you think you're going to try and implement any of these things at your school or what you're thinking about, please feel free to reach out to me. Just DM me on Instagram or email me at overxdose at gmail.com. And I will be happy to get in touch with you to see if we can film an episode or just to learn more about what you're doing. Because the whole point of this is to raise awareness and make the grad school experience or anybody's experience just better. So I'm really hoping that by continuing to listen to this and learn about pharmacy, that um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help. It's going to help people learn about pharmacy and also just improve their experience while they're in school. So thank you so much for listening. And again, um, stay healthy. Don't overdose. Thanks. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, fever, cold sores, IBS, losing of self. Uh, nausea, side, effects, side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, fever, cold sores, IBS, losing, self, losing sense of self, losing sense of purpose. I mean, who are you really without your phone? Nobody. That's who and loss of appetite from several of our thousands of our uh, me and don't take it from me here from some of our thought that's just worded weird it's me uh, whatever yeah, dude. That's what